0: But I'm Susan Anton, I'm an icon, (laughs) I have have a show business career, what do you mean pick up trash? And he said, pick up trash. And I looked around that parking lot and I saw it everywhere.
1: Hey there, I'm Ed Begley Jr. and I'm willing to do anything to help the planet. I fit my trash in a glove compartment, I recycle denim to insulate my house, and I love my wife.
2: (laughs) And I am Rochelle Carson Begley, and I prefer to wear my denim, especially when someone is too cheap to turn on the heater. And I love Ed. Today on Begley-esque, we sit down with our lovely friend, actress-singer, Susan Anton, to talk about what it's like singing with Sammy Davis Jr., and how she changed pageant policy and why she became a trash collector.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Begley Ask. Thank you so much for joining us today. So
2: before we jump into a great conversation with our lovely guest, we wanted to share an update we got from our listener, Dave, who previously wrote us about his wind turbine. Oh, my God. He wrote you. He didn't write me about the wind turbine. <laughs> he wrote us
1: both, actually, honey, because he wrote, Hi, Ed and Rochelle. Oh, so there I guess it
2: is. Oh, he did. Okay. Hi, Ed and
1: Rochelle. Finally got my 100-kilowatt wind turbine turbine up and running at our home in uh, Roatan, Honduras. Wow. And it is now self-sufficient. His home is now self-sufficient because of that. That's really cool. I'd also like to offer some show ideas to you. Joe Lamp, I'm sorry, Joe Lample is how it's pronounced and spelled, has a great podcast on organic gardening and natural methods of pest control, which are good for the planet.
2: That would be really interesting. I bet you would love that, Yeah, we
1: got to look into that. I know you reach out to listeners and what they can do in their everyday life to help. I would like to hear a whole show and the clever ways you can save, reuse, and repurpose stuff. We do all the biggies, but there are some other little things like saving our dehumidifier humidifier water for our plants. Cut the top off our toothpaste tube to get another week of use out oh of it. Oh my
2: God, you are a guy. My after. kind of stuff.
1: <laughs> Dave, we love you right away. Combine our old bath soaps with a new one so you're never throwing away I those small like pieces. I do do that. That's true. If you use 100% of all that you buy, you will buy less, which saves money. You'll have less waste to throw away and less resources in, in making that stuff. So that's very good. And they, he says, thank you. We love the show. Dave and Divine Harvey.
2: Oh, his wife, right? I assume that's divine. They're a couple,
1: certainly. That's really great. she
2: stayed with him after all that. And they're in
1: the Honduras, the beautiful Honduras, a great part of the world. My son Nick has been there and says it's wonderful.
2: Well, thank you, Dave, for all the suggestions. In fact, we're getting in touch with Joe, so hopefully we can bring him on the show in the near future. So thank you. you have any
1: guest ideas or episode ideas, please send them over. You can email us at beglyesque at gmail.com. That's B E G L E Y E S Q U E at gmail.com. Reach out on Twitter, Facebook at begleyesk. Something else we want to share, Rochelle, you went to a podcast movement recently to speak on a panel. How did that go?
2: You know, it was great because we're, for the most part, everyone is there because they have something they want to say. And, you know, we might be speaking to the choir when we're all there, you know, on a panel, but everyone had an interesting story and an interesting reason for wanting to do a podcast. And all of them were via, I mean, you know, there was a German on the panel that did a whole show about debating issues. He and his friend would flip a coin and they would debate. Whether, you know, certain, you know, hot topics. That's the way
1: standard debate club works. You flip a coin, you take the pro or con. Oh, really? that's, yeah, that's <laughs> the way that works. <laughs> well, you never been in a, debate club? It was on? news
2: to me, baby. He okay. happened to be from Germany, too, and he lives in Frankfurt. And okay. then there was, you know, there's a, these people that we should probably have on. Um, and these two women who do a sustainable show, like really practical tips about living sustainably.
1: Let's um, have them on.
2: Yeah. There in San Diego, and then you know, there was me, okay. And then there was a woman who, who was, um, did uh, uh, uh is a whole podcast for seniors about Medicare. I thought she was the most fascinating because
1: it was That's really That's gonna tangi- be in your future, honey. You're gonna have to be dealing with Medicare soon because I, I don't think this is gonna last with you and no. I. I don't no. think we got
2: exactly.
1: too many more years okay, in us, okay. There together. you
2: are. So it was fascinating from, from that standpoint, and uh, you know,
1: cover your bases.
2: Yep, there you are.
1: Today we're joined by one of our dearest friends, singer, actress, Broadway performer Susan Anton.
0: Yay Yay, Yay. The crowd goes wild. Woo. Hi everybody. Yeah.
1: You know who's Jackie Quinn on Baywatch, Golding the track star from Golden Girl. What? Broadway yes. musical that's such that's back. Of course. I know. Hurley Burley, Will Rogers Follies, maybe you recognize her from her early days singing on screen in the Muriel cigar commercials. Yes. I remember those. Nowadays she's still showing showing off those incredible vocals we just saw her at the Catalina Barn Grill for the We Spark thing. Yeah. Boy was she sensational. Oh, thank Amazing. You. We're so happy night. that you're here. Thanks and so much for coming to join you. us, Susan.
0: Well, I wanted to see the house, and I figured if this was the way I had to do it, then <laughs> I would. Right. You know? That's right. That's the only way you're going to get it. Just like you went to, sing to sing your sing? supper, like That's you did, it to Catalina. I've been watching you build it for years. And
2: I thought, what is going on
0: in there? <laughs> what is
1: Begley doing? <laughs>
0: what
2: is Begley doing? But they now? didn't mention the the thing that we did together. I know. Where is Win? Di- what was the name Winn- of Dixie. <laughs> Winn-Dixie. Winn-Dixie.
0: Winn-Dixie. it? Win Dixie. Win Dixie. Win Dixie. A student film. Uh, right. College film.
1: Based on the store chain. No,
0: but very home shopping smart. It was. It was very clever. Very. I think our business manager or somebody that we knew in common represented the the parents of this talented young filmmaker and so uh we were playing two uh, like all about eve women on the home shopping channel vying for the most success yes and then one of them sabotages the other with a a face cream because at first it makes you look really young and so my character gets (laughs) Well, if a little's good, then a lot's going to be fantastic. <laughs> and my face peels and went all crazy, and your character stepped into my position.
2: We've got to bring it back. I think it was brilliant. When did you do that? we I don't know, man. Golly, I, I had short 10 hair, years? so that was at least 10 years. Yeah. But I still have it on my reel because it's so good. It's good. It's funny. Well, yeah. you're
1: always good. We love you thank and you. I know. Well, Are you still in you. Vegas?
0: We still live in the, uh, Las Vegas. Jeff Lester, Vegas. my husband who's sitting at the other... We don't right give him here. a microphone because... Because then, you know, then I'll who get knows beans. what Chime kind of beans because he'll because spill. Be I'll up. get busted. You know, I understand. This way I can make up things as I go. along. Very yeah. dangerous <laughs> having Rochelle
1: here on mic. very bad idea on my See, part.
0: I know, because well, otherwise we might think that we're just utterly fascinating. I people. know. Yeah, I think we, I'm wonderful until to tell she gets the started. The, rea- the real <laughs> truth about him. So yeah. there you go. But yeah, we do. We live in Las Vegas. We built a film and television studio. there. big picture studios. And, wow. uh, yeah, we've been there over 20 years now, but we spend a great deal of time, obviously, in California still. Yeah. yeah. No. okay,
2: where do you come from?
0: What's your, I mean, I, She's I've She's in California, been, aren't you? I am. You're Central California. Central Valley. Well, if, uh, if you guys are traveling out to Palm Springs, you'll see a place called Ukaipa.
1: Oh, Yucaipa, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and
0: then there's, up above Yucaipa is Oak Glen. So, before you were growing corn out in your garden, I grew up on an apple ranch. And so oh, wow. I rode my horse to a one-room schoolhouse. Uh, no. Yep. Yep. There wow. was. There was. Only, I was in the uh, third grade. Myself and Mike McFarland, and I had such a crush on him. He had a lunch pail with a rocket ship on it. Well, he As was old, the only boy in town. He, well, he was. He was it. And he still lives up there in Ooh. Oakland. And um, I would ride my horse to school and uh, worked on the Apple Ranch. And so I'm just a, I'm just a country girl. But
2: okay, so you don't go from there to, you know, Broadway. So how did you, like, start singing and knowing that you wanted to do show business? Well, you know, it was a dare from my high school boyfriend, who is a dear
0: friend to this day. Might be uh, coming to, to Vitello's, as a matter of fact. Well, too. I hope so. Yeah, you know, so you guys can meet him. A tall, good-looking blonde guy. I, I seem to like them. My husband is the same. Yes, indeed. We um, have
2: a few blondes in the room. I know. There's Sorry, a few Emma. blondes in this room. Even
0: <laughs> yeah. the dog is blonde. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um,
0: but on a dare from my high school boyfriend, I entered a local beauty pageant because I was really shy. I'm 5'11", so I was tall. I was, I was shy. And he thought that uh, it would be good for me to build some confidence. And so I said, okay, well, I'm going to enter. And you had to do a talent. And so I said, well, I'm going to sing. And nobody knew that I sang. But I just had a feeling that I could. No. And, well, I'm one of five kids. And so my mom and dad always worked. And so I was the oldest daughter. And so I was the babysitter. And so I, I tell the story, like all good babysitters, I watched a lot of television.
1: <laughs> and I <laughs> yes. fell in love
0: with those old movies with Doris Day and Frank Sinatra and yeah. Gig Young and all the... Meet Me in
1: St. Louis and those kinds oh, of...
0: yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of my favorites. I had a know. feeling. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That was all of that stuff. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, great song.
1: Great song, All
0: of that stuff. So I fell in love with, uh, so I I entered the pageant. I won. I won Miss Redlands. And then, unbeknownst to me, that was a preliminary to Miss California. And then I became Miss California. And then I went to the Miss America pageant. And I came in second runner up. I lost (gasps) to the ballerina from Michigan.
2: Second runner-up.
0: Yeah.
1: That's high. That's pretty high good up. for a whole country, for God's yeah, sake.
0: Not bad, but you know, I take credit for changing pageant policy because it was back in the day. I was 17 years old, so I was really so. Young. We're talking about the 80s. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well,
0: 70. Yeah, early 80s. Yeah. And I was. Uh, they asked. It was back when Burt Parks still hosted the pageant. And any of your listeners may or may not remember who that was, but um, he was like part of the institution of the Miss They East know. America believe pageant. me.
2: Our, our <laughs> listeners know who they Bert They know. Yes. Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> they know Ed. They know Bert. Okay.
0: That's there right. you go. Then they know okay. Bert. Yeah. And they would uh, get you down into the top five. And so I got into the top five, and he would call over each top five contestant to ask the all-important question to determine who the next Miss America should be. Right? So... I'm 17 years old. I don't know. And he calls me over and Bert Park said, Miss California, when do you feel is the proper time to marry? <laughs> I'm like, you know, I know I should have said, well, when we have world peace and I've gone right. to college and everything else. And, you know, and I couldn't when help you- myself. I just said, when you're pregnant.
1: Exactly.
0: Wow. That's what I would have said. Perfect. Right? Yeah, it makes sense. And I walked back to my seat. I sat down. The audience was in laughter. Bert Parks is running back over to me like, what did you say? Because he was ready for me to give a long spiel. And the next day, TV Guide was like so supportive. Did Miss California's flip answer, cost her the crown, and blah, 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 all of that. And so they changed pageant history, and they stopped asking the
2: questions because it Good. was so ridiculous. Ridiculous.
0: At least Good for you. Yeah, so I take a lot of pride in that.
2: Well, I got <laughs> married when I was pregnant. Or no, I'd already had the kid. Yeah. Okay, there you oh, go. Right. <laughs> but you got We're married somewhere along there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Okay. She so that's won. How, anyway. That's how it started. Wow, yeah. that so. is amazing. And then, so out of that, you moved to LA, or did you move? to Well, New not York?
0: directly. Um, I, you know, like like all good show business stories, I decided at the end of being Miss California after a year. That I I wasn't going to go back and study to be a nursery school teacher, (laughs) which I thought I was going to do and marry my high school sweetheart. Mm. I decided that I wanted to uh, pursue show business, and I had no idea, no one in my background. You know, we're farmers and people like that. We don't have any show business background. And so I, I went to Pasadena, where everybody goes to start a career. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I couldn't get a job doing anything, because I didn't know you needed an agent. I didn't know you needed any of that. So uh, I would clean offices at night, and then I, I had a stint as a car hop, and eventually... I had the presence of mind to call Eddie Foy Jr. The third.
1: I now, knew him well. Did you wow. know Eddie? And sure. he was casting
0: director over at, yeah. at 20th Century at the right. time. He sure was. Yeah. Well, Eddie was one of my judges in the Miss uh, California pageant. So I called him up and I said, I want to get into this business. I don't know what to do. And he said, come over to the office at 20th Century. And so he was kind of my mentor for a little while. And he introduced me to my musical director, Larry White, who I worked with forever and ever and ever. And just little by little by little, then you know someone would say, "Well, you need to meet so and so at Norman Brokaw over at the William Morris right, Agency." Right. And then Norman Brokaw gave me and like, and then I, Bob Hope, I was over at NBC watching them tape one of his specials because a friend of mine did Robert Koohle's hair, you <laughs> know. And so that's the who, way it works. That's friend? how you make and, and, and,
1: these and, and, contacts.
2: Not Carrie White. No, no, no,
0: no. But Carrie White was a good friend of my husband. Maybe that's maybe it. that's how you maybe know each other. Maybe that's it. Maybe but that's
2: yeah, we, it. definitely. Jeff and I really—they're do They're know trying each to him. figure out how they know each other. Carrie White. I just saw her today. I mean, I didn't see her, but I saw her on Facebook. Yeah, really, She's an extraordinary hairdresser. Carrie White <laughs> to jump all around the yes. place.
0: I Carrie, know
1: Carrie too. Oh, yeah. Well,
0: Carrie is one of the reasons that we got married in a way because. I was in New York doing um, uh, the Will Rogers Follies, and we had just kind of met and started dating. Mm -hmm. And um, Jeff at the time was, as a lot of actors are, out of work. Yeah. And I I wasn't. So I wasn't really looking for an out-of-work actor. Nope. And uh because <laughs> I had been down that road. Yeah. And uh, and and Carrie convinced Jeff to just max out his credit card, do whatever he had to do, to get on the plane and you go to New York and you be there for her opening night.
1: Oh. And he did. And, that re- is so and romantic. here we are 25 years and later. And that is so
2: nuts. Even close to what Ed would have done. But that's sweet. <laughs> honey, oh. I went to
1: Baskin-Robbins and Reseda when I heard you were there. I made the effort.
2: Uh, I dogged him. I pursued him. But whatever. So it worked we, out okay, great for you, Can didn't, we just go it, back honey? to Will Rogers Follies? Because I have a Will Rogers Follies connection. You're like Z's favorite. You totally could have been in it. Well, yeah. other than uh, singing and dancing. But other than that, um, no, I can sing and dance a little. Um, but... I well, I was close because I worked the concession. You did. I set up the concession in that theater at the Palace Theater in for New the York? Will Rogers Follies because I had had it with LA at yeah. that point. It was ninety one maybe or something. Yeah. I said, forget, it. I'm going back to New York. That's where I started. And I was seeing a guy who was in Toronto and he uh-huh. was a good friend of the Needlanders. Right. And I needed a job and he said and he made them hire me. I you know, I waited tables for a hundred years at that point, so it wasn't that off but uh-huh. and I ended up getting all my friends jobs there and they stayed there forever and I used to go in and I'm just I'm, you can't see me pantomime opening yeah. the door right now but I used to go in and see no, it was Marla Maples.
1: Oh, I, I
0: was before her she begged to get that she was after that thing no Ka- no okay who Katie uh, Katie that's who it was she she originated it was, it was, originated original. It. It was and original. Then I came in for Katie yeah. She went to do a film, so I right. came in for like yeah. three months during the holidays. It was absolute perfection because New York at Christmas, as you know, best oh, heaven. It's where you want to be. Yeah. yeah, and I was raised in my family. You know, Christmas was like the thing. Yeah, you know, so we were a big Christmas uh, family. So I flew mom and dad out, and because it was you know Hurly Burly, I couldn't fly them out to see Hurley Burly because I took my top off and I was on stage with my. I can't bare believe they made a titties. musical of that. A Hurly Burly? No. That was the first time I was on Broadway. So I flew them out to see Will Rogers. Hurley Burley Wait. was a play. David oh, you're Ray. talking yeah. about you did Concession at... I'm, no, no, I'm I j- didn't. No, okay, we're going to... I what, know you guys can't
2: hear this. This but. is like
1: this with her all the time. I never know what the hell she's talking <laughs> oh, what about. Burley,
2: what Burley are we in? Wait. No, okay, Hurley Burley, I'm thinking of the David Ray play, but no. Yeah, yeah, oh, I did that. You did the David yeah, Ray play. Yeah, oh, yeah, Oh, fun. for Yeah, for okay. a year. And Kevin Spacey was everybody's understudy. I remember that. Oh, Kevin sees, Oh, whatever. We aren't going there, though. Okay. Um, no, I came, uh, I opened the Palace Theater Concession when that play opened with Will Rogers Follies. Follies, yeah. Follies, yes. Yeah, that that's would, what we're talking about. Uh,
0: uh, that's, so we're talking Okay, so,
2: so if you're confused out there, so was I. It's okay. Um,
0: yeah, uh, Hurley Burley came first. What? And then Will Rogers Follies. So I couldn't fly mom and dad into New York to see Hurley Burley because that was an X rated play.
2: (laughs) Right, yes, but when I
0: finally appeared in the Will Rogers Follies, which celebrated one of our great Americans, Will Rogers, hey, this game's so good. The
1: folks from Hesperia can come. Yes. Not Hesperia, Ukaipa. Ukaipa.
0: Ukaipa. That's
1: terrible. Never confuse those two. Hesperia is totally different from Ukaipa.
0: Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Never, ever again to end. Never. You, <laughs> I'm or, so sorry. You, or you start fighting with this boy. Yeah, yeah. I don't want it. No. <laughs> but no, that was uh, so mom and dad came out to see the show. And then what was really fun uh, was we were invited to go to Washington to do the Kennedy Center honors because mm. wow. they were paying tribute to Adolph Green and Betty Comden mm-hmm. uh, for all their
2: great work. Great over Great
1: work. Wow. What musical. I used to see
2: him in the lobby. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. He yeah, one all the of them time. was one of them. I think Adolf was in a wheelchair at that point. He probably, yeah, yeah. he was struggling a little yeah. bit at that.
0: But Keith Carradine was. Yes, good and, friend of
2: ours. Yeah. Keith, oh,
0: yeah. yeah he was married to Sandra thing. at the time. That's right. Sandra Carradine at the time, yeah. Okay. And so and he never missed and he never missed a performance until one day after he'd been doing the show for like I don't know a year and a half two years you know Tony award winner all of that and I was I was in the production at the time and it was like fire fled through the the theater like he's not going to be here he's not going to be here and the understudy was finally going on and he had been in the wings for at least a year and a half two years and he finally went on he was so fantastic I was an understudy I know how that feels yeah it's horrifying terrifying and exhilarating it was amazing yeah you know to be like the star of the entire big show and (laughs) and he and, and it was what was so great about theater audiences too is that sure they wanted to see Keith but at the same time they knew that they were watching an incredible moment where right. this actor right. was getting a moment I know you know that he'd been sitting in the wings forever right. you know? the so, people that did not yeah. leave had a great show <laughs> they, you know you're right and they did they gave him a standing ovation oh, oh that's lovely that's it, was, great. it was pretty fabulous so,
2: so then you you did that but okay then you came back to LA after that I did. I came back to you LA. Met this well guy you know that
0: the well the route, you know, so it was Miss California, right, Miss America. Yes. We a few and, things. <laughs> and then I started doing a lot of commercials and then and then I had television shows and did variety shows and Merv Great Griffin. shows. Thank you. Thank you. And then you know, Merv Griffin was just such a, a great supporter. He had he me on his you. show all the time. All the, all time. the time. You were so all the great time. on Merv. Always on Merv and, and so the whole talk show world and mm-hmm. I never had those big hit TV shows like you. Mr. Begley Jr. Well,
1: I ran six years, but it wasn't a hit. Hotel would clean our clock every week. We were always second to hotel, but they kept us on because they liked the show. Yeah. It was a different world. Brandon Tartikoff Brandon, would like the show. He'd yeah. keep it around.
0: God bless Brandon. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, I remember. Have You You guys have got to read, you know, and all your re- uh, listeners out there would enjoy it too. My husband just got this book, for, uh, Brian Grazer. Maybe you have read it called Curiosity? No. I've got to get it. Brian's a friend of mine
1: for years. Ah, I've got to read it.
2: What's the premise? You will, His well,
1: Curiosity. You, he would go yeah. and call up. Jonas Salk say, "I want to have lunch yeah. with you." What? Curiosity Who are you again? I'm a producer. Check out. I've done this with Ron Howard and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But I really need Some wow. of them would know him. Some of them would not. Right. They would agree to have lunch. He'd just call again if they would say no, or maybe he'd keep calling and he would have lunch with incredible people. Incredible.
0: Not necessarily. I mean, in the beginning from show business, but yeah. then now, like you said, you know, Jonas Salk or Effie Bailey or right? Yeah, you know, because he he's just so curious because he realized at a young age that he wanted to know how, why, and what things you know did, and that was his ticket but you have you will read this book and you will since you know him you will really uh, enjoy it because he his whole he was going to be a lawyer he was going I guess USC UCLA to um, to you know go get his degree and all of that and he was off for the summer and he had his little apartment in Santa Monica and the window was open and he happened to hear these two guys talking about this great job that they had that he just left but you know but the money was good but I didn't have to do anything and he was like a legal assistant over at Warner Brothers Mm and so brian calls up warner brothers out of the blue according to the book because he got the name of the guy who his assistant had left i want to interview for the the position and they said well when can you come here he said well monday so he shows up he gets the job next thing you know he's over at warner brothers for a whole year and they he has all these legal documents and he said In the book, he said he realized that he didn't want to just courier the things over. Mm -hmm. That he came up with the idea that if Warren Bating needs these papers, then I have to deliver them to him personally. (laughs) And he did that and he met everybody Lou Wasserman. Everybody. Which
2: is important sure. for a painter. And, yep,
0: <laughs> and he got in the door and he had conversations. And so uh, we're reading this. You'll love this. I got to read it. The stories, but this thing about being curious. Yeah. Because you know, you're curious people. I
2: mean, we're in this curious business. Well, that's yeah. why we're here at this table talking, because yeah. I am curious. I want, uh, you know, I mean, you're an icon. So, oh, thank you. you. Know. But okay, so I'm going back. So you went and you did all the, the TV of the. Right. And then. Okay, and then when did you meet Dudley? Ah, oh, Dudley. Well, you that's know, when I, I, That's when I really zoned in on you. Well, we were an odd pair. Because I'm 5'9", yeah. so I identified, because yeah. every boyfriend I ever had was a lot shorter than a me. A lot shorter, yeah. But not quite that short. No, no, <laughs> yeah. Dudley, God
0: bless him, was 5'2", and... 5'2", five two. Five two and a half... This, yeah. you know, lit. But um, I was singing at an award show. Uh, Dick Clark had a, the American Movie Awards.
1: Oh, yeah. And
0: it didn't last long, but uh, Dudley had just um, done 10 and was right. a huge success. Huge. Huge, you know, and I had just gone through a really uh. difficult breakup. And uh, so I was in a really dark place. And, I would, and, and it was one of those winters where California was just raining, raining, mm-hmm. raining every day. And we were at the old Wilshire Bell Theater, and I was in the back waiting to rehearse my song. I think I was singing, I don't know, Diamonds Are Forever, something like that from one of the James Bond movies, you know. And uh, so I'm waiting to rehearse, and Dudley was one of the hosts of the show. And he came out, and he started doing his Dudley stuff, and I started laughing. I thought, (gasps) I knew I could felt life came back into my body joy came back into mm. my you know, my being I said I have to know this person because of the joy that I felt and so we were at Chasens which is now gone after the uh, the show and you know for the rap party mm. and uh, the two of us kind of had a little flirtation and then I had to leave the next morning for Las Vegas because I was appearing at the Sands Hotel And I called my publicist, and I said, track down that Dudley Moore guy. I need to talk to him. And ironically, at the same time, Dudley's publicist, Paul Block, called uh, my publicist, said, Dudley wants to talk to Susan. And said, perfect. So um, we talked on the phone and had these great long conversations and decided that he should fly out to Las Vegas and, and we should, you know, meet a little more formally. So I got off stage that night after the midnight show, and there he was, and I was in my three-inch heels. (laughs) We were walking through the casino, and I'm like, oh, this is not going to
1: work. Too funny.
0: What have we done? I mean, you know, and we went. I said, well, now what do we do? We went to the Chinese restaurant, which is what you do at about 2 o'clock in the morning in Las Vegas. You go to the Chinese restaurant and sat there, and I thought it wasn't going well. It was very awkward and stiff, you know, kind of stiff. And then finally... he just had this way of, talking about curious, because he really mm-hmm. wanted to know how you, and why you ticked the way you did. And as a woman, it was really unique to have a man really interested in who I was. Isn't it, though? So? <laughs> yeah. Honey,
1: I'm sorry. I really can't hear what you're saying. <laughs> Somebody's speaking over here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But I'm still waiting. Okay,
0: that's right. There's, there's still yeah. <laughs> Um So it was captivating, you know, and I just found myself talking about all kinds of things. And we sat there and had a bottle of wine and, and you know, he ended up staying a couple of days and that was it. We were just then hooked up. For you know, about eight years. Eight yeah, years? Yeah, eight years. Yeah,
2: Those are dog years in Hollywood. Yeah. But
0: you've been married to Jeff for 25. 25. And Jeff is 6'4". Just yeah. for all of you listening out Long. there. I, <laughs> <laughs> but Dudley was, he, Dudley was one of the uh, true um, gifts of my life, you know, because he was such a, a, a smart man. Mm-hmm. And uh, he'd gone through a lot of his own personal pain as a little boy at a club foot, you know, so yes. he, he suffered through that, and it was very painful for him, and it's part of what birthed his amazing wit right. and his brilliant musicality, and so, you know, he wanted me to also understand that I had great value as a person, you know, so he was just a real gift in my life. You, you know?
1: were too young to have seen this, but I saw Beyond the Fringe. Oh my God, did you On really? Broadway. Oh my so God. So great, him and Peter, Peter Cook, Cook. Who I knew a little bit too. Boy, the two of them together. What
2: year was that? Yeah.
1: This was in the sixties. So you honey. saw yeah. with
2: your dad, or yeah, something? saw
1: with my dad. He took me to see Beyond the Fringe. What I, what a play! It was like the before
0: Monty Python. Yeah, yeah. These these guys That's were true. the front runners. Pete and Dud. Yeah, Pete and Dud. Boy, were they great! They were great, and they were they they could get really off color. The Frog-a-la-Pêche. Page, Page la Frog. <laughs> oh, a a frog. frog. <laughs> oh, Derek and Clive. Derek I mean,
1: and Clive getting the lobsters. I won't say what anymore <laughs> about the lobsters. Michael Welch Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah, so you have to, you the listeners, you must go and find them on the the black market. But it's I quite... guess
2: they would be on. They had uh, CDs or something. I mean, they were records at that point, right? They were bootleg things. These were black oh. market. These oh. yeah. were
1: bootleg. This was never pressed as a no? CD or anything.
2: On it. why? It was too off color. Beyond oh, the fringe
1: was, was.
0: <laughs> beyond the fringe and all that. Yeah. But not Derek. And then black. beyond oh, the f- oh, behind oh.
1: the fridge, they right, did one right, after that called right. Behind the Fridge, and those shows are all available. Bedazzled, the movie Bedazzled. That's right. It's a wonderful film that's available.
0: Right, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, the original, which is a brilliant concept to this day. About isn't you know, it? Yeah, the devil and you know somebody asking for. I just want to you know. I just want to be happy or whatever. Or I just you know. And then each time he got his wish fulfilled, but then not there, the way. It yeah, is there'd be something wrong with it. Yeah. Like, well, you had to be clear. You didn't. You didn't ask for
2: just any woman. Yeah. You know, or whatever it is. It's, right. it's brilliant. And they tried to do a remake. Oh my God! Well, you were so lucky to have had. I mean, beside the fact that you have your own talent. That just sort of set your... I mean, I always had the visual in my mind for the rest of my life. you know, I... You and Dudley. It was, you know, because...
0: And we got so many amazing um, letters from people because we didn't have, you know, Facebook and all that stuff now. And I cannot tell you the number of times that we would hear from people that, like, especially girls that, you know, I would hear from that they wanted to say, I'm so happy when I see you with Dudley, you know, because so-and-so has been asking me out, and I felt like I couldn't do it because he was, you know, he was short, and I thought, no, you need to go for it, girl. It's not about... We've got to take our eye off of all this appearance
2: stuff and Absolutely. just like what, right. what appeals to your heart?
1: What's important, That's what important. So really So you did a lot of
2: acting, you. though, during those years, too. Yeah. So now, yep. did, have, did you ever come across, I mean, you were a, a name and a star at that point, but I mean, I find being 5'9 an hmm. issue. So how did you handle being 5'11 going into, you know, to read against? Because they, yeah. in, my, in my world, it'd be like all the guys were short. Except for Ed, I did marry someone six four. But Ed, you were you are, um, and Jeff, of course, was tall too. And Jeff Goldblum, right. But other than that, most people are short. There, there's <laughs> yeah. No, yeah.
0: It, it was surprising. There were times that I, I I know specifically because my agents would tell me that what? it didn't. I didn't get the job because you know the actor might have had an insecurity with my height or or the director. You know, but I'll tell you, like Mike Nichols, God bless him. I was so lucky to work with Mike Nichols, who directed Hurley Burley, sure. and they were recasting Hurley Burley, because the original cast, you know, Bill Hurt, and, yeah. and Christopher Walken, and, and Sigourney Weaver, and all of them, all tall people, yeah, by yeah. the way. Yeah, that's true. Um, but anyway, they were leaving, and John Rubenstein hadn't been cast yet to play Eddie, the lead, so I was meeting for Darlene, who had been played by Candace Bergen, and Mike Nichols decided to give me the part. I didn't know what I was doing. I auditioned for him at the Barrymore Theatre and he was just so delicious. I had no idea what that play was about. Hmm. Forget about it. David Webb well, like, doesn't use punctuation. No, There's not a period or a comma anywhere. And it's just rap it da da it a da And I go, I don't know. And I just sat frozen in that chair. And Mike Nichols laughed. And he said, I don't care what happens. I'm hiring you. And the agents <laughs> and the producers and everybody were like, but we don't know who Eddie is. And, what, and Eddie, what she if he might be short? might be short. And Mike was like, I don't care. Good for I him. I like, yay, Mike. So, yeah. you know, every now and then they would you know, people would go at a bat for you. But I
1: love that you went through the casino with Dudley in heels. I love that yeah. you know I'm to, I'm too tall now, I'm gonna wear heels. Like That's Gina it? Davis. Remember that those oh, years yeah. she'd go to the Oscars, yeah. I'm too tall already, I'm putting heels putting on. Putting them on, baby. I love it. Well,
2: Get those I long asked legs her working. about yep. it one time yeah. because it was always a big problem for me. I always wear the ballet flats and slouch and you know, had bad posture because yeah. of it. And I said, How did you deal with it? And she goes, I would I'm six feet. When yeah. she was modeling, she was too tall to model. So so she said, if I put on heels, they would just assume it was the heels. They wouldn't Oh, funny. Pin-plight. I never thought about that. And I thought it was a different. Kind of, hang a lantern on And my daughter wears five-inch heels, and she's 5'9". She, and she's tall. But I yeah. hope that it, it's such a sexist view of things. So, yeah. I'm, I, you know, why does a woman have to be shorter than a man? It was just total power. You don't. There's something in people's heads. Well, I know, but heads. it's an image. It's, it, you know. So I love that women are, you know, well, taller women are working and, you know. <laughs> It's it's been hard for me. Oh, Michelle, but that's that's why there's radio. That's right. (laughs) You have a face made for
1: radio, honey.
2: And and better yet, podcasts,
1: where
0: and, you can and
2: do it in your dining room table. You know,
0: which is really fantastic, but may I say to all your listeners that you do look to have I have
2: three or four, I know. Four. Yeah, there but must she you look la- gorgeous, girl. Oh, oh. Don't tell her
1: that. If yeah. she feels good That's about one. herself, she'll leave me in a shot.
2: You know it, baby. Well, you know, you, and the, you so. and the corn patch out there. I was going to ask That's you right. what painting you have in a closet, mind you. <laughs> well, Jeez. thank you. You know,
0: uh, this October, I'll be 67? Yeah, 67. God, I have God. to stop, because I usually you start. Thank you. Amazing. I usually start adding the year of in advance. So I have to catch myself because <laughs> no. I start saying I'm a year older just to get used to it. But it, I think we're living in an amazing time because uh, women are more vibrant than ever. Right. I feel that, you know, that it's our time more than it's ever been on every plane. You know, And you can see, um, you look at when we started and you know, I started mm-hmm. earlier than you. And you see, you know, whether it's the female executives, women directors, and and producers, and writers. And yes, we have a long way to go in that world. A long way to go, and the pay rate, and all of that stuff. But girls are out there stronger than ever. Like your daughter Mm -hmm. is living at an amazing time. Yes. And with you as her mom, to empower her like that, she's going to set the world on fire. So sure, she puts on five-inch heels, because she knows that... That's
2: all of her. Let's celebrate all of me. It's amazing. Isn't that great? Yeah. No, absolutely. And um, you know, it's a big issue for me. Women's issues and it's um, the environment and women's issues are to my very dear. Well, you know,
0: but yeah, because it's nurturing. It's it's all about nurturing. Because if we don't heal the planet and heal each other and love each other, right? I don't know where we go without that. If we just destroy everything and everyone.
1: Are there environmental issues that are dear to you or things that you embrace or do? Any groups you work with or anything?
0: Well, uh, you know, Jeff got me interested in the ocean because mm. he was a marine biologist you at were? one point. I mm-hmm. didn't know
1: that. Wow. Jeff, good yeah. on you.
0: But, you know, here's something. Here's a little story. That, and, and, uh, this is the truth. I don't know how long. What was it, honey? Ten years ago, maybe uh, that I, I discovered my other job. Oh. What, yeah, it was about ten years ago. Yeah. Uh, we were living in Las Vegas which we still are but I, I, I wasn't working at the time uh-huh. and I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do or anything like that so I had a nice workout at 24 Hour Fitness and, and I because I just really am a, I'm a woman of great faith and so I just turned it over to God I said God you show me what it is you'll let me know and then I'll know and so I had my workout and I was going to my car out in the parking lot and clear as we are having this conversation God said to me Susan pick up trash and I'm like what? but I'm Susan Anton. I'm an icon. I I have a show business career. What do you mean? Pick up trash. And he said, pick up trash. And I looked around that parking lot and I saw it everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I thought, this is my job. And I started picking up trash. And to this day, it's one of the great metaphors of my life because I'll, I'll be walking down the street. And if I see it, then I have to go get it because it's like you can't walk past it. You can't act right. like it isn't there. And it's the same thing for everything in life. Right. And so I, I carry around my bag and my, you know, and I pick it up and and I'm I'm a trash collector. So do you have handy
1: wipes or something? Or in the car. <laughs> Good for you. Yep. Yeah,
0: in the, the car. Germaphobe here. Ed. You know? Are yeah. you a germaphobe? No, no, I'm not.
1: I'm really not. I. Yeah. I I used to be, but now I'm I'm not at all a germaphobe. No, I,
2: I, I'm i more like that than I used to be as well. I don't know that yeah. I do it all the time, but I take that moment, I go, yeah. just do it. Just do just it. Just do it. You know, you and know. then because
0: I, I think of it in reversal, you know, because if I'm, th- if, if uh, you know, and it's God, you're not going to say, God, it's all the way on the other side of the street. And then he's like, well, do you see it? Yeah. Yes. But he's like, well, okay. What if I see that you have a need, but I, it's, it's all the way on the other side? It's like, No, I would want you to come and take care of it. Well, you see it, and you go do
2: something about it and make it better for the next guy.
1: Amazing that you do that. That's that's, so great. How wonderful. I didn't know you did that. That's so great. Well, I mean, that's that's a
2: a beautiful thing. And that's what we're doing, basically, is we're picking up trash. (laughs) That's how we met. She picked (laughs) up trash. (laughs) Ah,
0: That's true. (laughs) At a green event. And yeah. trash and, and one man's trash is another man's
2: treasure. Yeah, so exactly. I become know. your little treasure. What you is see? your what is your cause du jour? I mean, other than do you, is that your what's dear to you? It's like cleaning up that, the
0: planet. Ironically, that yeah. that is very very dear to me, um, it, and it came to me. I didn't really necessarily seek it out, but. That and anything to do with animal cruelty, Mm. you know, being an animal lover and and Mm, being a mother of a a little dog.
1: Beautiful dog. We love your dog. Thank
0: you, Joe. Yeah. He's a Wheaton Terrier. We've had him for 10 years. And and being, you know, actually having a dog, you know, because we don't have children. And when you have that little spirit and you really do experience the cliche, unconditional love, that it is. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I'm a firm believer, uh, whether it's DOG or GOD, the difference Mm -hmm. is the same. It, it, that is the closest you get to getting why we're here. Is right. the way that dog greets you when you come home and loves you and counts on you. All they want to do is love you. Right. That is all they want to do. So uh, I, I, I care deeply about that and do do what we can
2: there. We do I, too. I know yeah. that you give back enormously. I mean, that's where we. We connected yeah, with you the recently. Yeah, we spark, which was fabulous. It was my friends. Uh, How did you stage. get involved with that? Well, my friend Nancy Allen. Yeah, is a, one of my best friends. Uh, and so Nancy and then Wendy Jo. Uh-huh. I did meet Wendy Jo Sperber, uh, the actress who started this cancer support center here in yeah. you know the San Fernando Valley, Great which thing. is amazing. Yeah. and that goes back to everyone in my family had cancer. Really? You know, my yes, I'm the only one today, but a lot of my friends do, and I we can't mm-hmm. uh, ignore the fact that it probably, um, well, we're living longer, but, but also I believe the toxic overload that we are, yeah. you know, experiencing is contributing to more and more cancers. And so, it's a very important cause, and so yeah. you went, she, uh, Susan did an amazing uh, performance the other night. So great, it You're was. So well, wonderful.
1: it
0: was great. It was really great fun. To uh, it was a good idea, you know, cinema and jazz in the cinema. Yeah, right. Uh, at the Catalina Jazz Club, and, and Jeff, I had no idea that Jeff Goldblum played the piano like that. Oh yeah, yeah, he's very good. Isn't he? He's very good, and he's so darn funny. He's he
1: hysterical. Funny? He's yeah. just... And all those little word games and things that yes. he did with people.
2: It he, was... he started on Broadway. Uh, was it a musical, though? Wasn't it uh, oh my, a Coca-Cola? So... He mean, did uh, oh, uh, Granada
1: to Coca-Cola. There was some music in that. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah, right, yeah right. I
1: don't know that it's a musical, well, but it was a sketch kind ago, of a show.
2: Um Ed and I, and I... I got myself apart because I, I asked for it um, <laughs> that's the way and, you do it <laughs> yeah and Ed was they were not offering mind you um, they went to Pittsburgh to do the music man oh. And, uh, at the Center. A, and we they did a movie about it it was quite funny called Pittsburgh so uh, and, the, and the director said to Jeff at the time it was one of the funniest things in the whole movie you weren't my first choice because Jeff was like well you weren't my first choice either no he you said know?
1: you weren't my fifth choice yeah
2: he said fifth choice that's what he says yeah Jeff it was very that. funny anyway see the movie it's very funny now so you're in Vegas, you're going to come back into L.A. more. Are you going to do, do yeah. more acting? Is that what you're well, wanting? Well,
0: ideally, I'd like, to, I'd, I, I'd like to see what's out there for me at this you know, stage of it all. Because, you know, when you're young and you're coming up, and, and, and I don't want to make it a girl conversation, but, yeah. you know. No, do, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you, you get put into these categories, and if you're the pretty girl and if you're the this yeah. girl or you're the that girl. And it took me a while to finally inhabit myself and discover like you no know, how i really feel mm-hmm. who I, how i really walk how right. i really talk and what i you know those those things that right. integrate you into your yourself so that when you do have an opportunity to sing a song or inhabit a character that you really have yourself to bring to it mm-hmm. and not some you know idea of yourself right so it, it's taken me it you was know, almost 67 years to go like oh that's who you are so now when I look in the mirror I know who I am mm. but for the longest time I was like either the latest idea that somebody needed me to be oh well they need that now so I'll be that right or now they're into that so well I'll be that or well they want you to wear a pants so I'll wear a pants well now they're into peasant dresses okay peasant here I come
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh country
0: music okay country music <laughs> yeah And so I look forward to having the opportunity to maybe find some things that would be a good fit now. Um, But ironically, what's starting to show up for me are speaking opportunities. Awesome. Which is really fun because uh, I I did something for my dear friend, Catherine Curry-Williams at her Women with a Purpose conference. And I thought, I'm not a speaker. And I got up there and 45 minutes later, I was like, God, that was fun. And people were like, that was fantastic. And you just Share what you've learned. I think, well, that's what right. l- your life is about. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, to to really be able to say, well, this is what I've learned
2: along the way, and if that helps you in any way, then here, here you go. Well, we 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 need role models. We definitely do. We don't have. Women, I don't know of women, you know, who are as beautiful as you still in the game, reinventing yourself, Um, because what happens in in Hollywood is my experience is that once you pass Mm 4045, if you're not a character actress, you're not working. Right, and that is the thing that's changing, and I pray that it changes for my daughter's. Well, no, she's not even going to be an actress. Well, who knows what she says? You know. Anyway, it's a different story. But, but if we don't have those women in these in movies and TV, what are our kids going to right. the role models? So, yeah,
0: well, you know, and and because it it isn't any different than when we think now about the cultural diversity that we finally have in right. our, in the arts you know, or uh, whatever, whoever you love and however you choose to love that we have so that everybody out there watching this big body of work that we call entertainment has an opportunity to identify and go, well, wait a minute, that person feels like I feel and that person looks like I look and that person, you know, has the skin color there or is that age. I mean, we need the representation of all of humanity because that's what makes art Right. so fantastic and why we love being in it and why we go and watch it and you know, partake in it. And we wait for the next great screenplay or movie so that we can sit in those venues and go, oh, there I am. I'm right. not alone in the world. Right. You know, or when you hear a song and you go, right. So when John Lennon writes Imagine, everybody goes, yeah, imagine what that would be like. Right. You know, and the whole world celebrates because he was able to you know, speak to the soul of
2: all mankind. And the now soul you, is only bigger now that you've gotten all this years and wisdom. I mean, it's just, but it's ironic. It's the time that we are sort of push, pushed right? aside. Our voices right. it's are like, dull. It's like
0: a great bottle of wine. It's like, yeah. wait a minute, because if you don't yeah. open it now, it'll turn. Right. <laughs> and you don't want this to turn.
1: <laughs> and you worked on stage with incredible talent like Sammy Davis, like I Frank did. Sinatra, Kenny Rogers. What was that yeah. like?
0: Magical. You know, such a great, great learning experience. Um, I have to tell this story about Sammy that my husband has heard a million times, but it's one of the great stories of all time. Uh, I was just coming up in the industry and starting to get a, a few nice gigs here and there. and my agent called to let me know that I had been asked to be Sammy Davis Jr's opening act at Harris in Tahoe. Wow. And I was such a huge fan because I had read yes, I can, right great and book. I thought this this man's amazing and when I was 16 years old, my high school boyfriend, because I said, I have to see Sammy Davis Jr. So we went to Las Vegas and we got in because we looked like we were older Mm -hmm. to the midnight show of uh, Sammy Davis Jr. and Mel Torme. And I got to see Sammy at the Sands Hotel up there on the stage. And he was mesmerizing. he was everything that you would have imagined there's never been anybody like him that can do what he he did and he did impressions and he played the drums and he sang wow. his his tiny little ass and because <laughs> he was he was very small he like, was small like I had Prince to, or something. I had to remind right? myself that i shouldn 't pick him up yeah. he 's <laughs> a, a grown man don't pick him up um, you know, but I, I was just such a fan and so when I got the call that i'd been asked to be his opening act, of course I was the first thing I said was, how, how big is the orchestra? He said, Forty-two pieces. I'd wow. never played with forty-two pieces oh my God. in my life. Strings and everything. I had to augment all my charts. I said, Okay, fantastic. So I get to rehearsal up at Harrow's in Tahoe and, and Sammy came to my rehearsal and oh. he was so gracious. And we sat in one of those you know, those velvet booths <laughs> that they had in the in the showroom. And I and I said, Mr. Davis, and he said, Call me Sammy. So okay. You know, I'm really nervous. This is a big deal. You know, I'm just starting out. Can you give me any advice? He said, Absolutely, kid. There's only three things that you need to remember tonight. The first thing is you go out there and just be sure to give them everything you got. Okay. Second, do the best you can. And then here's the third piece of advice that is really important for you to remember they didn't come to see you anyway.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's great. And it
0: was, it was like, that's right, you know,
1: I've got a free
0: free ride here. But it was so funny because obviously we've been talking about height, and so I'm 5'11", and I had on my high heels, and (laughs) my last song of my set was something where I left the mic on the stand, you know, so... And so it was up really high, and and Sammy had this time had lost his eye, and so he was like, make sure that you look for me to come out of stage left because, and I said, why? He said, well, because if you say the other, I'm not going to see you. And so he came out, and I exited, and he came over to the microphone stand that was, you know, a good six feet tall. Great. And and he looked at that thing, and he looked all the way up at it, (laughs) made a funny face, and I thought, oh God, I'm I'm so fired. And then he did his show, which was amazing, and he came off. I said, I'm so sorry. He said, are you kidding? That's
1: the greatest bit. Yeah. Leave it in, do it every He's, night. And
0: so every night I would jerk it up just a little higher, a little <laughs> higher. <laughs> you know. And he became a really, really dear friend. When I opened at, uh, at the Desert Inn in Las Vegas, Sammy was at Caesar's Palace, mm-hmm. and he came down to my show before he did his show and sat in the light booth. To make sure that uh, my lights were right for me oh Oh my god that's a real friend he was he was a real you know showman a show business guy show friend show guy you know he was just he was everything that one would imagine of a legendary talent like that and then sinatra just had this magical ability of Getting everything that was going on in a room, didn't matter how many people were there. I mean, if you were over in the corner of a room of 200 people, he would know to tell the waiter to go over and fill your glass because it was was empty and you needed a scotch, (laughs) you know, And, and he just had this ability. So we toured for a year and a half and my favorite Sinatra song was I'm gonna love you like nobody's loved you come rain or come shine you know because when he would sing that it was like yep you are gonna take care of things and what woman doesn't like melt at that idea so um, years passed and, and we toured and it was great and Frank was getting older and he had a benefit that he would always perform at and this was the first year that he wasn't up to performing and so his wife Barbara Asked if I would be one of. There was only five people that were invited, and I was one of the entertainers invited to sing Frank Sinatra songs. So it was like myself and Jack Jones, and oh. well, I can't remember, you know. But I it, love it, Jack Jones. Yeah, right. Hey,
1: little girl, what, fix your hair, hair do your makeup, makeup. Time to he to get open,
0: that oh, great, yeah, song. right? Oh, I love this. And like Steve Lawrence, and and you know these these wonderful. And, and, I, and I was the only girl, and I was asked to sing. I'm gonna love you like nobody's loved you. Come rain and come shine. And so the room is full of people like Gregory Peck and Mike Connors and everybody from Hollywood, you know, because it's Mm -hmm. a big celebrity golf tournament. And I walk out on stage, and there's Frank sitting at the round table, you know, front and center. I stand up there, and I said to Barbara, you know, like, I know he's your man, but tonight I'm going to sing this song to him. And I started into the song, and then I really, the moment hit me, and I stopped the orchestra, and I said, wait, wait. I can't believe I'm singing to Frank Sinatra, you know, and the whole room filled with all of these who's who's of what's what. And they were all, they totally got it. It's like, mm-hmm. how do, how does a moment like that happen in your life? Mm. You know, one day I'm picking apples up in Oakland and I'm watching Frank Sinatra uh, on the million dollar movie singing, you know, uh, someone to watch over me mm. from the film Young at Heart. And now I'm standing on a stage and I'm singing... I'm going to love you like nobody's love you. Come rain and shine. And, and he's standing right, he's sitting there looking at me. And I was like, oh my God. So life has moments like that. Yes. You know, and the, but the
1: brilliance. You drink them in, you cherish you, them. You,
2: you, you acknowledge do. it. I had a lot to stop. Of us it. Don't do that. Yeah. We just go, okay, well, you know, ignore, ignore, ignore. But yeah. that probably brought the house all in that brought everyone into the moment I think it you know I think it did and I think it was a
0: real learning moment for me Rochelle and you're so smart to you know to pick up on it see I'm smart
2: Ed she's s- there you are she is I smart I always
1: knew it
0: yeah <laughs> you knew it coming deep you just down needed me, you needed me to yeah. come and reveal
1: I never actually say it or give well. any uh, recognition of it but <laughs> no, I, no. deep down I knew it
0: oh okay. but no it is you know that we do all need to take these moments. And and there again, I, I don't know that it's a, a, a male conversation. Ed, you jump in because we've decided that you're male, and so yeah. you, you can jump in on this. But I think that women, because I know in, in my relationship with my husband, my husband is much more methodical. He'll look at things. He'll, like when we were playing golf, he'll take forever over the golf ball. He'll choose his club. He'll get it all. And I'm like, hurry up, hurry up. Other people are waiting. We have to hurry up because we're taking too much time. And I'm so nervous that I'm going to bother somebody if I am taking up. That's too that's much ed. time. You're that way. No,
1: that's I do ed. that, unfortunately.
2: That's oh, you do that. See, yeah. so you I'm need getting to do- better, though. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I learned to take my time sometime. But I But you to know do what?
2: Picking up trash brings you in that moment, yeah. doesn't it? It does. I think that's her real. I, I'm going to start picking up trash. Just, put on, just put
0: on some plastic gloves yeah. get yourself a little picker-upper thing, you know, yep. like the trash people do. And, yep. just, and people will totally get it. You know, who is that? That's Ed Bagley Jr. picking up trash, of course. Of course. He must
1: have fallen on hard times. <laughs> I don't care what they think. I'm picking up the damn trash.
2: <laughs> It'd be perfect. Yeah, they'll all pitch in and get you a little <laughs> trash truck. Now, you yeah. mentioned yep. Jeff, your husband. He owns a product You guys, he has a production yep. studio and what what kind of big picture studios what do you guys produce? well
0: you know one of the first things we did well first we started off doing commercials uh for a lot Mm -hmm. of the las vegas properties hotels and things like that or smart smart right you know we we were there 20 years ago i was doing a show at the flamingo the great radio city hall spectacular with the rock hats and and so we knew we were going to be there for at least a year and uh, jeff looked around he said you know all these people need some production we uh, needed people to do commercials for them, these hotels and shows. Mm-hmm. And so we uh, broke ground and we built big picture studios and had a what little... What part
1: of town? Where? We
0: were not far from the strip at the time on a, a street called Industrial Polaris. Yeah, Polaris Studios. It was over there, big picture studios. We since have you know, closed that down and we've made our operation a lot smaller. But we had a you know, pretty big operation there for a while. So we started off with commercials but then, after we'd been doing commercials for about a year, I said to Jeff, "It's time for you to do a short film." He said, "I have just the right idea." Great. And so, he he and uh, his dear friend Rudy Gaines wrote this fantastic film called *The Last Real Cowboys*. And Jeff said, "And I know exactly who I want to have, you know, in it. My old friend Billy Bob Thornton, who he hadn't talked to Billy smart. in ages." And so he called Billy up, and they met when Billy came to uh, L.A. Jeff was on a series at the time, and Billy came to this acting class. What was the series? Uh, which one? Was it Walking Tall? Walking, Walking Tall. I remember oh, that Oh, yeah, series. yeah. Jeff was Brody, Brady Spooner, the, the the deputy sheriff. And Maybe who that's is Buford I, Pusser? That I'd was uh, Bo Svensson. <laughs> Bo Svensson, yeah. I think. Bo Very Svensson.
1: good. Wow, I knew He used Bo. to be in
0: class with me, Bo Svensson. Wow. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. So Billy came out from Arkansas and went to that, you know, had a letter of introduction. You know, Billy's, somebody from Billy's life asked if Jeff would maybe introduce Billy around. And Jeff, okay. And so he and Billy became great friends. And then as, as circumstances have, you know, you kind of lose touch and life goes on. And then we're watching the Oscars. And Jeff said, that's my friend Billy Bob Thornton up there with his sling blade, you know, and winning the Oscar. And, and so as fate would have it, Jeff Goldblum comes into my life because I'm working out a lot at Paramount Studios and he was dating Laura Dern at the Mm -hmm. time Yes, and Laura was looking for a house to rent and I was getting ready to go on the road with Radio City Music Hall and needed somebody to rent my house and so Jeff and Laura came over to the house. Laura rented my house for five years and in the interim started dating Billy. So when Jeff now says, I want Billy in my movie, we call Laura. She said, Yep. And Jeff uh, did a little short thing for the Sundance uh, channel with Laura, and Billy came to the set to meet Jeff, and the two of them have been tight friends ever since, and that little film went on to win all kinds of awards, and now they've written a full-length script, and it's about the first therapist in the Old West, and it's hysterical.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Like hyster- analyze this sort of but yeah like an old I well don't know. you know
0: Billy's character yeah Billy's character is kind of born on the Mason Dixon line yeah. so he never knew if he was over here or over that's there and So hysterical he, he's always just fascinated with trying to help people understand why we are and who who we are and he finds himself in this really godforsaken little town called Lefferts with all of the prototype you know the prototypes of the, the the sheriff the bad guy the this and that. and he does therapy on them all
2: oh my god and he turns the town hysterical. on
0: its ear and, and great it's a, premise it's a brilliant script it's oh good luck, it's, uh, good luck
1: with that boy yeah. that's wonderful
0: so I don't know what oh yeah so big picture studios. so yeah, yeah. so yeah commercials but also we've done short films and then we did a, a documentary Amy Purdy who's a, a snowboard Paralympic gal mm-hmm. who won bronze I think at Sochi and she uh we did a, a short a, a documentary on her called was it I, Speed of life. She bought. She lost both of her legs wow. when she was 18 years old. Bright, beautiful, young girl on her way, just you know, going to take the world, going to be a model, mm-hmm. do all of that stuff, and snowboarder. And uh, got sick, Insta- you know, it was some meningitis, and her legs started turning black, and oh. the doctors were like, if we don't take these off, she's going to die. And she was like, take them off. And within, I don't know, three months, she was up on her her artificial limbs learning how to walk again she's won gold, you know like i said medals and she has the adaptive sport foundation and she uh, almost won dancing with the stars you know on her wow. two beautiful golden magic I legs I vaguely remember yeah, this yeah pretty yes. spectacular so we wow. did a documentary there uh-huh. that won a
2: lot of awards so wow. we, we do a very So yeah, kind like of no moss is growing under your feet so, so. I hope not no no we we, we try to but keep it But now moving. you're coming back to LA and you're you're definitely you're going to play Vitellos, yeah. which is Something we are going to see.
0: And, we love it. It's in our and neighborhood, and ho- yes. we love
1: going there. So, hopefully-
0: well, I'm looking. It's going to be so much fun because my band mm-hmm. I've had for 35 years. Wow, we've had. The, I, you know, you know, you talk about these relationships in show business, and and these five guys are my brothers. Um, I have my family, family, but these are my brothers, and we were on the road forever. We toured with Kenny Rogers together, and and we have we've seen everybody go from being you know in our 20s, young and hungry and thin. To you know, married and parents passing right. and babies born and grandbabies born. But every time we get together, it's like it, yesterday. It's like it all happened just yesterday, and so that's the reason that I wanted to come in to Vitello's intimate setting with my guys and just have a, a fun kind of. Let's get back and do what we do and enjoy it. They were
1: there at Catalina, weren't they, with were those? No, guys? no. those were oh,
0: those, those other guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, those were, um, it, it, Sandra Booker yeah. put that together, and Sandra, okay. Sandra's with the organization, and Cancer Survivor herself, and, and so it had a special meaning for her. But those, I had just worked with those people for the first time. We're in for I a know. treat then. We get
1: to oh, see no. her I, guys. Oh, no, yeah, my then. guys. But I can't so, wait.
2: Now... You look fabulous. Do you like work out? Do, how do you eat? We all want to know the sort of <laughs> secrets of Susan well, Anton's gorgeousness. I, uh, I, yeah,
0: I, I do work out. Mm-hmm. I am. I've always been pretty athletic my whole life, mm-hmm. um, but I'm I'm not a fanatic about it. You know, it's not. I don't every yeah. morning but uh, in the last couple of years I got turned on to a thing called Megaformer so it's like Pilates on steroids wow it's you would love it it's, it's really uh, it was invented by a guy out here Sebastian
2: somebody. oh I know Sebastian
0: yeah so it's his thing yeah. Okay. No,
2: no. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a purist, baby. I'm uh, a purist, so I'm Pilates pure. Okay. You're so, Pilates yeah, pure. Yeah. I know. I told Sebastian. I said you're going to kill somebody with this. Well, you know, and you it, know what it he's is. Made a it's huge it's, business.
0: It's tough. It is. Yeah. It is. It is tough, and and you can you can injure yourself. You, you must know. be careful. You must be really careful. But, but you're I, doing it. That's
2: I'm, amazing. I've been
0: doing it for a couple of years, so I do that you're in strong. addition to just going to the gym mm-hmm. and you know making sure I do aerobics. And we hike every day. We walk every day because of our dog. Right. Oh, my so, gosh. So, you know, we get in a few miles wow. you know, every day. And then in the last uh, year and a half, I've started meditating every morning.
2: Oh, so my So that's gosh. been
0: the big, big thing. There's yeah. a, And anybody listening, it's easy, easy. Just go uh, to headspace.com. And you can get started for 10 minutes a day. Do you
2: just do a little, um, like, an app? There's an phone? app
1: that helps an you app. get meditating. Yep,
0: it's an app. There's this guy from Ireland who lives, I think, in Venice Beach now. And he's just been a phenomenal success. But he was a monk. I think he was a circus performer. Wow. But he started leading these massive meditations in England. And um, he and his partner figured out a way to have this little app. And it's just, it's global.
1: And what's it called again?
0: Headspace. That's amazing. And w-
1: where also do people find you in social media, Twitter well, or Facebook? Well, you know,
0: I don't do Twitter, but I there is a Susan Anton Facebook, official Great. Facebook. Susan and and I do have a website, uh, SusanAnton.com, where I blog on a regular basis and let people know what I'm doing. But I haven't gotten into all that other social I media. Know. But Go I to don't.
1: SusanAnton.com yeah. and reach out to this wonderful, talented lady, all the good she's doing, tremendous voice, a tremendous talent. We're so happy to have you here thank today, you. Susan. And
2: still going strong, baby. I yep. you are my idol. I tell you, uh-huh. I saw you at that thing. We spark, and I posted on Facebook. Idol, she's my idol. Thank you, baby. Yeah, great so, fun. Thank you, you guys. Thank so good you, to you for coming.
1: Some time with Likewise, you. Likewise, yeah. got to do this again.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, now you're gonna be here.
0: I know. So, I'm in the guest room. I have my yeah, eye yeah. on All yours. <laughs> Anytime, you guys. You have to you share a bathroom with Hayden. But then you'll like it. It's okay. and we won't
1: starve. we got veggies no, out in the I'll, yard.
0: I'll be foraging in the middle of the night. Good. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank okay.
1: you. Thank you. Susan, you're always such a delight, and you made some very important points today. Number one, be curious. It just might land you a date.
2: Yeah, oh, that's for sure. Uh, we should all get over appearances. It doesn't matter how tall you are, how tall your date is, what you look like, what they look like, etc. See, hear that, everyone out there? Gosh, I'm so tired of being tall. How tall are you? Oh, they're too short for you. I, man, I've, if I've heard that once, I've heard it a hundred times. So she blew that out of the water. That was the first time I really, you know, took note of Susan Anton. I was like, wow, she's beautiful and she's, and, you know, she's, you know, talented and she's dating Dudley Moore. Look at that.
1: We also need to recognize that the trash is around us everywhere. Pick it up. Let's make it a better world for the next person that's coming along.
2: And cherish the incredible moments in life.
1: All right, folks, that's all we have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in.
2: You know, we want to keep the show going, so please help us out by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. New episodes are every Monday.
1: Do a little, do a lot, just do something today. And please tell us what you did.
2: We'll be back next week.
1: Thank you to our executive producer, Tim Street, and producer, Emma Kikuchi. This podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info and advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com.